Hello and welcome to the final podcast of the week. Hopefully there'll be more of these coming up next week, but you never know. The way that I've been going recently, I could be sat on a ferry for the rest of my life. I've not been doing well with transport, but we managed to do a radio show today and here are some edited highlights. Enjoy! Michael Jackson, another part of me. These days you'd call that trolling. He knew what he was titling songs. It was like setting up jokes for late night talk show hosts to do jokes about. You know, oh... Hey, I'm famous for doing lots of surgery. What should I call my next song? You know what I mean? I'm not falling for it, so I'm not even going to mention it. So, how'd you like them apples? Welcome along, then. It's um, Time 107.5. I'm Stephen Allen. How's your week been? We all know mine was mainly stuck on the M25. We talked about that previously. Wasn't here yesterday. We're filming a telly show. Ministry of Offence goes at 8 o'clock on Saturday night. I must admit... And I'm willing to admit, I'm a big enough man to admit, admit this. I think the show went well. I think it was very funny. I think it'll edit down well. The script that I worked on and read, I think that that landed. My improvised asides in the room, the little comments that I was like, this will be funny if I say it. None of them worked. <laughs> I'm not funny. I'm still clinging on there, but man alive, that's a humbling experience. But hopefully they'll edit those out. If not, it'll be even more of a humbling experience. This might be one of the nicest stories. I know it's already been discussed, because uh, it's the best story of the day, about Adrian Charles, who's got a urinal in his home. I mean, that's the story, but we'll, we'll take longer to re-explain it. Um, and I, don't get me wrong, I like Adrian Charles. I met him a few times because I've been on a few of his shows, and I think he's a very nice man. But I was surprised to read that he's got a urinal installed at home. Hey, I'll read, the, read you the story. Adrian Charles installed a urinal in his flat and reckons it's one of the best things he's ever done. Well... Used to watch the one show. Some people wouldn't disagree. Oh, that's harsh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, TV presenter 55 recreated the pub look by having a trough fitted below a stained glass window. Oh, he stained the glass with. Oh no, I see what you mean. Um, of his uh, crest of his beloved West Brom. Adrian boasted. All right, just trying to get into character. All right, I'm a great enthusiast for urinals. I mean, for uh, for Adrian to say the word enthusiast. Is he enthusiastic about much? But maybe that's just his voice. Um, I'm a great enthusiast for urinals in the home. This is an enthusiasm shared by very few people, especially women, who have been known to wretch at the sight of it. Yeah, maybe so, but what about the urinal? But seriously, I mean, I actually like... This is thinking outside the box. It's bizarre, isn't it, that we live in a world where urinals are everywhere, but we don't have them in the home. He's got a good point. I've always thought this. Not the urinal, I'm okay with toilets. I enjoy a sit-down. What else am I going to sit there and scroll through TikTok? But, the toilet roll dispenser. Bear with me. If ever you go to a motorway services, they have, like, a huge wheel of toilet roll. Huge! It's massive, like a like a long player. An LP of loo roll. An LP of LR. And it's mounted at 90 degrees to the wall. And yet, in every home, we have the small ones mounted parallel to the wall. Parallel one, you can't put a huge wheel mounted parallel to the wall because it's just going to stick out into the room. Why are we not side mounting our toilet rolls? Because that way, if you get a huge wheel of it, you'd only have to change the roll. It depends, doesn't it? If you're a bloke, three times a year. If you're a woman, I don't know, five times a week. But I don't know why they get through a lot. They do get through a lot. We mentioned that uh, it's in the news that um, Adrian Adrian Charles has got to... I don't know why I've made him sound more like John Peel now. I'm not very good at this. Adrian Charles is you right. Sounds like one of the bands he, we would have talked about in the olden days. The latest release by Adrian Charles Urinal. In fact, 
release is the wrong phrase. Let's move away from that. The point is, Adrian Charles has a urinal in his home. Good luck to him and all who sail on it. Um, and I was saying, what would you like to have? Because I'm all about having sideways-mounted um, loo roll like they do in motorway services. Quick side note on that. This will be a reference that not everyone will relate to. But if you do go to a lot of motorway services, like I do as a stand-up comedian, there are two main brands of the toilet roll holders. One of them is called Da Vinci. The other one, I'm not even kidding, Leonardo. What did he do? What did he do to upset you? That you thought, yep, yeah, we'll have a selection of different things in toilets. We'll name them after the master. What did... Anyway, the maestro. That was his name, wasn't it? I was thinking of Doctor Who. But... What would you rather have installed in your home? Uh, James says, I'd go for the Dyson Airblade instead of a stinky hand towel. How about this? A full-length one. So you can get out of the shower, walk through it, ten seconds later, most things are are dry, apart from the tips. Yep. So, previously on the show, and now my throat's better, I can do it again. Previously on the show. Now, we were sat in traffic early this week. I mentioned that for context as I talk about this story. Sunflower oil supplies are days away from running out, industry bosses warned. What is, I could have got you some more. I was sat there for... Because it was a spillage of vegetable oil that was on the, the motorway that caused the problems. If you want to read more about it, my column in the Romford Recorder today, I talk about how, look, could have been worse. Could have been a spillage of animal fat. Because I'm trying to watch my cholesterol. So it was... It just seems a waste. All of that carriageway covered in something that could have been a replacement um, for what we're missing. Supermarkets, Waitrose, Morrisons and Iceland are rationing the cooking um, staple, much of which is produced in Ukraine. But even that will only last a few days before the shelves run empty. We're going to run out of sunflower oil. How are we going to cope? Well, we'll use other oils. And then they'll run dry. And then what we're going to do after that? The one cal spray could do that. And then, yeah, you can use butter. And you could use lard. And there are other substitutes. Okay, well, maybe it's less of a panic than I thought it was. Brian Adams, Can't Stop This Thing We Started, a song all about why he got sacked as a train driver. Or maybe not. I didn't listen to all the lyrics, but certainly part of it would fit. Um, But that's not what we're here to talk about. In the news today, an ice cream firm is looking to scoop up any workers with half a brain. I read that and thought, hang on. Looks like maybe there is another job for me. Staff shortages have forced Pembrokeshire Ice Cream Company in Tembe to um, to load a tongue-in-cheek Facebook advert. Boss Herbie Hagar wrote, Two hands are preferred. Hang on, let me just count. Oh, hang on, it's difficult to count because I'm pointing with one of them. Well, let's take it as yes. Uh, and uh, a will to turn up. Well, after the week I've had, that's not necessarily there. But apparently they're, they're so short, they said, Please take the job. We beg. Oh. <gasps> This is good, because maybe, you know, I've got to learn a little bit of extra scratch. This could work for me, working in a, an ice cream place, because I do like ice cream. So I will take the job, as long as... I guess we need to negotiate salary, don't we? I would be willing to take minimum wage, as long as I can eat whatever of the toppings I fancy. I'll get minimum wage. I'm labouring this, because it's an obvious joke, but give us, give us time to get there. I would take minimum wage as my basic salary, but I insist that I be able to have an unlimited amount of the toppings for the ice creams that I choose. And people would say to me, how much are you getting paid, Steve? And I could say, hundreds of thousands. And that was the joke we were all waiting for. 
Rihanna and Rude Boy. She's in the newspapers today because there are pictures of her looking um, very pregnant, which actually is really useful. It's good to see those pictures because that's actually what someone who's pregnant looks like. Whereas ordinarily, the tabloids, if they see uh, a woman and they're saying, oh, is she pregnant? It's often just, look, she's eating carbs or she's two days away from the last poop. You know, it's nowhere near pregnant, just... The, the standard that tabloids have for if women are pregnant or not means I am approximately 18 months into one. So, look at this. Look at that. Look at that. All Easter egg right there. Ah. Anyway, if you want to get in touch, 01708 741075. So take it to the phones. Hello. Good afternoon, Steve. Good afternoon. You like cat stories, don't you? I do like cat stories, yes. Right, well, a story from you. Take it here. A stowaway cat flowed ashore from an sea platform could soon be reunited with its owner. The one-eyed cat was discovered on Thursday inside a shipping container that had been shipped from Peter in Scotland. Yeah. See, the weird thing is, though, if it was missing um, some cat's eyes, you can get them in the middle of the road. Just pop one of them out, right from where the white lines are, pop that back in. Be easy. My family got cat's eyes up in the road, up in Yorkshire, yeah, ba boom couple of stories and by the way you can get in touch with any news stories you want to talk about 01708741075 many things in the news one of them is um, a couple of stories from the same page actually nearly one in ten of us say that our monthly outgoings are at least 500 pounds are higher than a year ago <sighs> ouch there's a report by the world food bank talking about the price of food saying it's gone up by some huge percentage actual normal staple foods could be costing so much this could be the only diet that's ever worked for me ordinarily if i can buy more food i'm gonna need more food but oh, still it's gonna be difficult though isn't it oh one seven oh eight seven four one oh seven five to the phones hello hi steve it's kevin Hongjerk. hello there <laughs> we can't do nothing on boris can we um i don't know what what's the latest on boris i don't even know what he's been no, doing i mean from yesterday oh um what wearing a turban yeah. Because they're doing the um, the inquiry, whatever it's called. Um, yeah. We were talking about this last night on Headliners on GB News, that they're, they're not going to release any details until the Sue Gray report comes out, which won't come out until the Met reports come out. I mean, we're, how long are we going to live to be able to get these results? <laughs> I'm having to try and oh, eat more oily fish to make sure I live long enough to find out what the results are. <laughs> I thought it was auditioning for Panto or uh, Aladdin <laughs> or something. Or, or Carry On Misleading. <laughs> in the papers today i found a story that is uh, right at my street the co-op has become the first grocer to scrap use by dates on yogurts nice what i like about that is if you wait long enough they will also have scrapped use by dates on cheese certainly cottage cheese and then onto a more of a hard i think it depends how long you wait isn't it secret that one's timing they are trying to cut down on food waste the chain said shoppers had used their judgment to determine if the product is off or not there are certain things that i'm not sure how it could be off cottage cheese is a good example it's it tastes like it's off whether it's not off, off or not um i think uh in general any cheeses what's going to happen the longer you leave them the more mature they get same's true for wine really isn't it I suppose. Um, but according to research, 50% of yogurts are thrown away unopened. No. The co-op's Nick Cornwall said yogurt can be safe to eat if stored unopened in a fridge after the date mark shown. Uh, cartons will carry best before dates as guidance instead. I I don't care about any of these numbers. And then one day it'll be my comeuppance. But I play pretty fast and loose with a used-by and a best before. I've been back in the fridge thinking, oh, I forgot I bought prawns the other day, didn't I? Oh, well. 
I think, and I'm still alive, so what's the most out-of-date thing you're willing to try? What do, you, do you have a line that you cut? Because, for me, uh, a best before is just a dare. As long as it smells like I can manage to keep it down, we're going for it. I ain't wasting it. Just spotted as a headline. We're not going to do anything with this story, but the headline is Pet Psychic Explains Five Steps to Talk to Your Dog and It's Easier Than You Think. I imagine it is easy to talk to the dog with... That's the trickier part. You can talk to a wall. You can sit in a room on your own and do a lot of talking. Hello and welcome to my career. But anyway, different things. We're actually talking about how far past a sell-by date have you risked it. Because the co-op, they're, stop, they're doing something with their uh, yogurts. They're saying go for it. Yeah, there's guidance on the size of it. What are you, a rule follower? The kind of person who goes around a car park in the direction of the arrows? Get it down, you mate. Boop. And then you die of yogurt or something. But the question is, how long have you left things after their sell-by dates? 01708741075. Hello. Well, hello, it's Fresh here. Hello there. Hello, I've got some beer once. I found it in my locker. Had 2009 on it, and it was 2018 I drank it. Yes. Was it stronger? Did it taste good? Tastes the same. Yeah. Everything tastes so, the same after the 15th pint, though, doesn't it? It might have been because it was alcohol. It wasn't alcohol-free lager. So if you get alcohol-free lager, it'd go off. What's... Yes, that's true. I don't really see the point in alcohol-free lager. It's like my missus keeps drinking decaffeinated coffee. I always say to her that's like sitting on the toilet and doing a trump. I don't think it's anything I've ever not... I suppose milk. Every so often you open up a milk and go, Oh, wait a minute. I regret my life decisions now. I've done that before. But then, we've talked about this on the show before. I've also, in terms of regretting life decisions, throwing away the milk and thinking, I know, I'll use Yakult to make my cereal instead. Oh. I mean, I'm sure it's good for you, but... Ugh. 01708741075. Hello. Hi, Steve. It's Kev again. Home church. Hello there. Christmas pudding. Yeah. Put it away one Christmas, get it out the next. Yeah, that's true. Is there an upper limit on how long you can leave a pudding? Christmas Hang on, I'll have pudding. a look in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's got 1974 on it. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the only upper limit for Christmas pudding is <laughs> 2022 years, because before that, wouldn't have been a Christmas. <laughs> One of the things we've been talking about today, sell-by dates. Sell-by dares, more like. Um, although there's... We're going down a, a slightly tangential rabbit hole about Christmas puddings. Hi, Steve, says Barry from uh, Stondon Massey. Says, Christmas puddings mature the longer you have them. And we have st- we have some still from ten years ago, and they taste better. But... I'm not denying that that's true. I just think we shouldn't make that too much uh, of a popular thing. No, because you know what people are like with wine? Oh, people are absolutely stuck up and snobby about it, aren't they? Oh, no, it's a fine wine from whatever year. Because if we all start having cellars full of Christmas pudding, then people will be giving it... Oh, no, it was very good vintage. This was first puddinged in uh, 64, and it was a great year. And then... And you know what? I, I don't like this either. When you're out eating and you order wine and they make you taste a little bit first. I don't know why. Make sure it's not poisoned. Is that why I'm doing that? Is that why I feel very much on, on the spot. I never want to be in a situation where you're out for your Christmas dinner. What do you want for your pudding? Oh, I'll have some Christmas pudding, please. And they just put down a small sliver of it. Test that first, sir. See if it's good vintage. Jog on, mate. Leave the whole tray. You, take one look at me. That's not enough. Also in the news, I honestly... This one's surprised me on two levels. 
The story is that there's a student who wants to be Miss the first ever redhead Miss England. I... two things. I'm not really bothered that they still have the pageants, do we need them? And then I realised, I guess we still do need them, because if they stopped having these pageants, there never would have been a redhead. Clearly I'm biased in this. During lockdown, pretty much for the first time, really, I bothered to grow a beard and it came out ginger. And I was not ready for that. I didn't know I was a carrier of the gene, which I may well have passed on now. And so I, I worry that there might be some sort of prejudice against those of us who have whatever particular recessive gene that is. Uh, Jessica Gagan, 26, said that she was bullied at school for being ginger and now hopes to be the first redhead to represent England at Miss World. And there is another good reason why I think I wanted to win. I've never been trying to champion a cause like this before, but I definitely wanted to win. There should have been one by now. This is a good reason to still have pageants so we can clear this up. And we need to let her win before redheads die out. Because there was a story a few years ago about how climate change is getting rid of redheads. Now, I don't remember the details, but I think that would be a, a crying shame. Me, my, my uh, progeny might not survive because of all the UV light. A couple of generations lower than me. Next thing, there'll be a sunny day with no ozone layer and I'll hear one of my uh, great-grandchildren just go, I don't know what it is. So I am saying, and this is that we're starting the campaign here, um, Jessica Gagan for Miss England. That's it. You got the Stephen Allen support behind you. When you get the Stephen Allen support behind you, that's when all of a sudden nothing happens in your career. This might be my final news story of the day that causes me concern. It says in the paper, Sir David Attenborough has been named a champion of the earth. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? The 95-year-old broadcaster was given the award by the UN's Environment Programme bosses. That's, I'm a big fan of David Attenborough. I oh, know, how dare I say something so brave. But I do worry about the title, Champion of the Earth. Because we've talked about this on the show before. If you broadcast anything using electromagnetic radiation, it beams up into space and aliens will hear it. And so aliens will detect this signal and they'll be like, oh... So he's the champion of the Earth. And we've already worked out on this show that aliens could then beam stuff back and they'd somehow be like, can we speak to your David Attenborough? And they'll we'll line up the call and they'll say, Sir David of Attenborough, are you champion of the Earth? And he'll say, like, yes, I am a champion of this beautiful planet. And then they'll say, in that case, you will fight Zog. And it's, I don't think he stands a chance. Well, I mean, I don't know what these aliens are like, but if they're not as strong as a 95-year-old man... Uh, anyway, just a worry, isn't it? There you go, you made it through your podcast. Congratulations for downloading it and listening all the way through to the end. Well done, that's more than many people do, I'm sure. Um, if you would like to do so, you could tweet me, at Mr. Stephen Allen. That would be very nice of you, if you've had a little listen to this. You can also subscribe to wherever you found this. And until next time, bye.